held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. We are loved in the heart of the goddess. We are loved, we are loved, we are loved. What in your life needs to heal? Is it something in your body? Is it in your thoughts or your feelings? Welcome to the Empowered Healer Show with your host, Dr. Susan Allison. Our program will present healing methods and ideas to help you change the challenging parts of your life and support the people who mean the most to you. Now, here is Dr. Susan Allison. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Empowered Healer Show. I'm Dr. Susan Allison, and I'm so glad you're here today. And I hope your week is going very well. You know, this week I have been thinking about a transformational novel that I just read called Pushing Upward by Andrea Adler, who will be joining us in just a few minutes. The novel is set in L.A. in 1974, and the main character is 21-year-old Sandra Billings, who is searching for so many things, as we are when we're in our 20s uh, and beyond, she is, you know, looking for a job as an actress and she's looking for her life purpose and she wants to heal her past. She wants higher self-esteem and self-respect and she wants to feel loved and at home in her skin and with real family. Now, author Andrea Adler took me back to my own 20s, to the issues I needed to heal that weren't so different from the main character's. Andrea had me laughing and crying and feeling deeply for 21-year-old Sandra and feeling deeply for myself and for all of us on this human journey. As an author, Andrea Adler has such an impressive background. She's very accomplished, having written three books on holistic marketing before publishing Pushing Upward with Hay House this fall. She's the founder of HolisticPR.com a consulting firm specializing in holistic, spiritual, and spiritual approach to marketing and publicity. For 30 years, Andrea has supported small businesses, the holistic therapeutic community, cultural creatives, and entrepreneurs in Europe, the U.S., Canada, Mexico, Mexico, and Venezuela. She's also studied meditation for 30 years, and that'll be interesting because I have too. She's been an actress both on and off Broadway, she was a member of theater troupes like Café La Mama and has appeared in several TV shows as well as creating a children's theater company dedicated to works by, for, and about teenagers. She's currently integrating her gifts in a brand new workshop, Pushing Upward, The Art of Living and Thriving. Andrea is dedicated to supporting people to live their deepest desires so they can fully thrive and push upward. So let's welcome Andrea Adler. Hi, Andrea. So glad you're here. Thank you so much. Uh, shall I call you Dr. Ellison or just Susan or how would Please you? Please don't. Please just call me Susan. Okay. I always Thanks. feel about 80 years old when people call me doctor or I feel like I have to wear, you know, really thick glasses or something. So, uh, no. so Su- Susan would be wonderful. Okay, great. Well, okay. thank you for that introduction and it's so heartwarming to hear somebody who really gets the story. I mean, you you write this story that you've been passionate about, and you hope that it makes a dent 
in someone's psyche or their emotional uh, being, but when somebody, and it sounds like you just got it on so many levels, and I'm so happy to be on this call with you, because there's not many people, especially radio interviewers, who, one, read the book, and two, get it. So Mm. I'm very appreciative to be on with you today. Oh, thank you for that. And, you know, I think it's about being authentic. And, you know, you're, you, you know, just our brief phone call that we had, I could tell how authentic you are. Your character, Sandra, is incredibly authentic, authentic. She's so real, so human and just, oh gosh, just so heartwarming in what she's searching for. And so I couldn't be anything else, you know, and so um, it's so good to have you. And, you know, and of course, I'm very curious and my listeners are always curious about the personal connection between authors and their books. And that's where I always start because, you know, it's it's what everybody wants to hear. They want to kind of hear your story. And could you start by just telling us something about the process you went through, which was quite a journey in writing this book? Well, obviously, well, not maybe not obviously, but this story was inspired by my own journey. Mm-hmm. And what I had to do, because I wanted to make it fiction, I wanted to embellish certain pieces of that life that I led. I wanted to exaggerate it to make it a better story. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of those things did happen. You know, I was an actress pursuing a theatrical career, I was a very serious student. Mm-hmm. I was frustrated by living in Los Angeles and having to work a nine-to-five job to pay my bills. I had no emotional or financial support, mm-hmm. and I wanted to get out of this rug rat race. Mm-hmm. So I placed an ad, and I met some pretty crazy, dangerous men, a few zany women, And ultimately met this incredible 80-year-old woman who I moved in with, and she changed my life. Wow. So, you know, all of that is true, although, once again, I exaggerated and embellished to make it a better story. So, And not everything in the story is true. Mm -hmm. I needed to call it fiction. But the story had been with me for years and would not let me go. And really the reason I wrote story and took so much time to be so meticulous with it is for my love yep. for the woman. Yep. And as a dedication to every elderly woman that or man that has something to contribute that isn't doesn't have the opportunity to do so. And primarily because we live in a culture that, you know, ignores them, sweeps them under the carpet. And so they've become, for me, our forgotten wealth. And so it was just one of the seven different reasons why I wrote the story. But, you know, it's the blessing and the curse for a marketer to have to reach seven different demographics. You know, Mm -hmm. we have teens and young adults and the issues they go through. We have the baby boomers. I loved what you said, that it rekindled your relationship with the 70s and things that were resolved and were not resolved. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the whole senior population and that intergenerational mentoring. I mean, we see films like Harold and Maude, which was, by the way, my favorite film even till today. Mm. (laughs) 
because I so appreciated that kind of love and understanding, an unconditional understanding about this young boy. And this was, you know, Harold and Maude was pure existentialism as far as I was concerned. Mm-hmm. It will never go out of style because the truth yep. that Ruth Gordon uh, articulated and pontificated are still so prevalent today. Mm-hmm. It will never go out of style. And I hope my book never goes out of style because I believe, and it, it's what kept me moving throughout the years with it, is that it's a universal story. It doesn't have to take place in the 70s, but it did for me, and there was also a purity during that time. There was the spiritual revolution. We had just come out of the war, and people were just hungry for something unseen. Mm-hmm. After 9-11, all of a sudden, things weren't so black and white anymore. We didn't trust the government anymore. We didn't trust a lot of things that were going on in our lives. So we started to seek other things. And divination tools have been a part of that unseen territory that very sensitive people and highly conscious people will go to and use for a second opinion. That's right. That's right. You, know, you just touched on so many parts of the book that I want to cover and, and we have an hour and I could probably spend, you know, two or three with you. Um, but I'd love to go back and, you know, talk about any of the topics that you brought up. Um, Sandra's relationship with Emma. Um, the, um, you know, any of the, you know, the I Ching. Anything that you want to talk about that Sandra, the tools that she, she had at her disposal on her journey. So anything that you want to, want to address and maybe read, we'll read some passages too today. Okay, I'd love to. You know, I had a very challenging time making decisions when I was in my twenties. Mm-hmm. You know, we're cast off many times, whether we go to college or not. And some people have that emotional support in their life and others don't. Yeah, I didn't, and it was very challenging for me to make these what seemed monumental decisions, whether it was to move mm-hmm. or what to eat or yep. what door to walk through or what door to ignore. It was very challenging. Yep. And I will never forget the time I walked down Melrose Avenue and started to inhale this incense coming from this little house called the Bodhi Tree Bookstore. <gasps> and I walked in there, and my whole world changed. Yep. I felt like I died and went to heaven. Oh. Because, the, the I mean, if you recall that space, yep. um, and fortunately they're no longer in business, which is, you know, which has made it even more iconic. <laughs> yes. I did a but, book signing there, so I, I loved it. Oh, my God. It's just. You know, I remember it vividly. Yep. And I, so I walked in there searching, and of course you, you hear the tea kettle boiling, and you see all these chimes and bells and books on spirituality, which I had never encountered before. And it was like this, I was mesmerized with what book to pick up. And I started walking down the aisles, and I sat down, exhausted, and just looked up, and there was this book shimmering off the shelf, calling my name, practically. 
And I picked it up, and it said, the I Ching, mm. the book changes. Mm. And I tell you, that little book changed my life. You know, the I Ching, or, or as it is referred to as the Yi Ying, is one of the oldest classical divination systems known to man. That's right. It was first written That's in right. approximately 1000 B.C., and it is still regarded as the foundation text of Chinese wisdom. Wow. We're going to have to take a break. I hate to, but we have okay. to take a break. And when we come back, maybe we'll read a passage about that time you know, in the book when she finds it and she describes what the I Ching is. And exactly we'll do that for- the we'll- passage I wanted to read. Oh, good. We'll do that for listeners when we return. We'll be right back, everyone. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. Be the change. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone, to the Empowered Healer Show, and I am having a wonderful time with Andrea Adler, author of Pushing Upward. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the main character in the book, who is Sandra, who has just gone in to a bookstore and found this amazing book, The I Ching, 
And my guest, Andrea Adler, is going to read a passage from the book about Sandra's finding this divination tool of the I Ching to try to help her make sense of her life. So this is where, right after she purchases the book and goes back to her apartment. Minutes after opening my apartment door, I grabbed an apple from the fridge, the only thing left that was fresh, plopped onto my bed, and did my very best to read the I Ching from beginning to end. This, of course, was an insane proposition, since it contained over 700 pages. But I continued reading until 3 in the morning and still couldn't put the thick yellow book down. The commentaries on the 64 archetypal images, referred to as hexagrams, were beyond fascinating. I wanted to learn all about 60, all about 64 of them, push myself to read the entire text, but I had to stop, give my eyes a break, absorb what I read so far. Finally, I closed the book, closed my eyes, and lay there in the awe of the honesty and depth of these pages. I'd never read anything that explained so clearly how we, as human beings, could live consciously in the world, how we could create a life of integrity and balance. I'd always jumped into things without thought of consequences like everyone else I knew. It wasn't until after the experience that I'd get it and think, now, why did I ever do that? But something in this book, something in the very act of reading this book, showed me that if I didn't slow down and think about every single action I took before I took it, my life would never improve. So I started throwing the coins, asking the right questions, and getting answers beyond my limited understanding. I began to see the sheer brilliance of this book. Well, I shared my discovery with Rachel. She thought it was the best thing since Batik. It wasn't long before we became eaching addicts spending hours on the phone talking about our latest question and the meaning of the throw, the answer. The I Ching became a very useful advisor, helping us resolve all kinds of problems and questions in our lives. It also confirmed what we at times did not want to admit was true. We didn't take the I Ching lightly, nor did we use it without due respect. Opening its pages became a sacred religious event. Great. No, I love that passage. I love that description of what it was in her life and how passionate she is. And it reminds me of what you said about your life, that you were also, you know, very much of a a great student and you wanted to learn everything you could. And it really feels like that's who Sandra is as well. Well, you know, it's interesting. Beneath the surface of the I Ching, if you really get it, is a living, breathing oracle, a patient and all-knowing teacher who can be relied upon for advice at these crucial turning points in our lives. And in Pushing Upward, the I Ching is, as you mentioned, is a thread mm-hmm. throughout the book that reconnects yep. Sandra with her internal journey, whether she listens to it or not, and yep. sometimes she doesn't. That's right. So Confucius, you know, who contributed to the content of the I Ching, used it as a manual for how to live life in the high, with the highest virtues mm-hmm. as opposed to even using it as a useful divination system. And he is actually quoted by saying that if 50 more years were added to his life, it would be to study the I Ching. Mm. Wow. 
So Wonderful. This book goes so far back. It's been used by great sages and kings who had to make decisions not just for themselves, but for the thousands of people that they led. Mm-hmm. And they never wanted to make a decision from their own intellect. They knew it was beyond logic. Yes. And that's why we use divination tools. Some people are drawn to the tarot because of the pictures. Some people are drawn to the ruins Mm -hmm. or astrology. I mean, these divination tools are so fascinating to me. It's just that I resonated with the I Ching for some reason, and maybe, probably, I had a few past lives, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. China, someplace. Probably. You know, I also love how, like you mentioned, I, 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 say, I think it's like foreshadowings in the book. You talk about how, you know, she'll, she'll do the throw and then it'll tell her something and she either, you know, follows it or not, which we all do, you know, kind of get in our heads and we get into our self-will and we, you know, which is what Sandra does in the book a couple of times, doesn't follow what it tells her. And I love how the title of the book comes from one of the throws oh, and yeah and it happened too i love that it's uh page 27 um and wonder if you could just read what pushing upward means because it's the title of the book and i i love how it's tied um to the I Ching. so it says uh after rachel had drawn all the lines one above the other starting from the top I looked up the identifying hexagram in the back of the book. It was number 46, pushing upward. This pushing upward is associated with effort, just as a plant needs energy for pushing upward through the earth. That is why this hexagram, although it is connected with success, is associated with effort of the will. Pushing upward indicates a vertical ascent, a direct rise from obscurity and lowliness, to power and influence. The individual must go to see authoritative people. Fear not. Success is assured. But he must set to work, for activity brings good fortune. We Mm. looked at each other, eyes wide in disbelief, and then Rachel, in her inimitable style, popped a huge bubble. (laughs) I love Rachel. Uh, Yeah. Movie. She's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, and I feel, and, and let's see if you do, that this really is the overall theme of the book. Oh, it is. It's all right here. upward. Yeah. Right here. And in terms of, you know, if you take apart the description of pushing upward, in terms of the novel, you know, that she, you know, she will have success, that she will need to really, you know, meet authoritative people. She will not, you know, she shouldn't fear and she'll have to work. She's going to have to work at this. You know, I think this is inbred in all of us. We want to find those mentors in our life, you know, especially at this age, 21, where we want to feel our independence. We want to go out there and prove to the world that we can make it, that we've got yep. the chutzpah. And yet, if we don't have that support in our life, mm-hmm. we're wavering back and forth from feeling like a victim to it's almost like this bipolar thing going on. Mm-hmm. 
we want to strut our stuff, and yet we don't have that backbone. Nope. We don't have those people, that energy, the love, the support. And I tell you, that was my biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. But to find the oracle and find this woman, it gave me all the strength and tenacity and perseverance that allowed me to live my dream, which was, at that time, to get to Broadway, which I did. Mm, fantastic. Once yeah. I got there, that was another story. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I would love to focus on mentoring. I'd love to focus on, uh, in the book, um, Sandra Finding Emma, as you found the woman, the 80-year-old woman in, in your life, in your, in your 20s in L.A., Let's t- I'd like you to talk a bit about her finding Emma and why this is such an important relationship. Well, as I just mentioned, you know, yep. not having any emotional support in our lives, sometimes it's a stranger mm-hmm. that gives us the space to learn about ourselves. And that's what she did. Yep. Gave me, I moved into this little apartment filled with her husband's paintings that at times I felt claustrophobic from Mm -hmm. and other times I felt so expanded that I could conquer the world. Mm. Of course, you know, I would feel this tremendous claustrophobia because the apartment was so small, but also because, you know, we didn't have cell phones then. You know, the Mm. telephone in her living room reached about two feet and that's it. I couldn't even carry the phone in my room to have a private conversation. So I felt closed in in so many ways and yet tremendously expanded. Mm-hmm. It was such a dichotomy. I yes. think that was conveyed in the book. Yeah. Because this, you know, and being in this room, her husband's room, where I could breathe in the paintings and his artistry and the love in which she gave her husband to even create. That's right that he did, I got to breathe in that energy. Yep. You know, and probably, and also Sandra does. I mean, she can breathe in the love that they had for for each other. And, um, you know, the, the painting of the ocean. And, and you describe that really beautifully when she's in her room and looking at that painting. And I also love the connection to nature and so on. But just to be in that, apartment even though it was small it wasn't you know it's totally what Sandra had envisioned but it was uh, safe and she felt you know that whole concept of feeling at home in her skin and feeling at home and welcome and and some love since her parents were were pretty horrible so um, anyway I love that when she first gets there and and connects with Emma you know, I loved I loved describing what it was like to wake up in the bed the first mm-hmm. time. Yes. How I felt like I could actually spread my legs and feel this comfort Mm -hmm. of being in this clean bed with clean sheets and just the love that embraced me that I could melt in the bed. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No. I'd never, ever known that feeling before. Yep, I love that too. And she says maybe this is what heaven is like. Yep. 
It was so precious. You know, that passage I love, um, but there's another one that had me crying for the first time in the book. And so all you listeners who, who really like to read a book and cry, uh, and laugh. Away here. <laughs> yeah. Cry and laugh. No, I mean, but I am a crier. So I, I was even crying on page 60. So Andre, we're not giving away the book. Okay, good. All right. But on page 60, I was crying and Here's the part. It's the last paragraph. It says, Both our hands reached for the refrigerator door at the same time. Her soft hand taking hold of mine brought shivers to my skin. Our eyes met, and the woman from the newspaper ad smiled. My eyes filled with tears. I had never experienced this kind of patience, this sweetness, anywhere from anyone. Yep. Yep. And so that, that, that hooked me in the sense of really, really connecting with the characters and, um, feeling so, you know, deeply for Sandra and what she must have not had in her life in order for this to be the first time. You know, she walked into that situation very selfish. And the reason she was selfish, selfish was she was so needy. Yep. So at first there were, you know, there was an agent actually in particular who said, Sandra's so mean, I don't think I want to handle this. Mm. And I said, well, then you don't understand the character. Because That's right. It wasn't that she was trying to be mean or meaning to be mean. Mm-hmm. No choice. She was all about survival at the fittest here. That's right. And so That's how can you be loving and open when you're in that space? That's very, very true. And we need to stop and take a break. And we will be right back with Andrea Adler, who has a, an amazing novel, Pushing Upward. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. What are the benefits to combining modern science with ancient healing practices? For the answers, you'll want to tune into Frame of Mind with your host, Terry Sue. Each week, our program focuses on ways to live more holistically. By developing new ways of looking at our world, we can find ways to foster harmony and peace for the good of mankind and our planet. 
If we learn to live and think healthier, we begin to explore and focus on our strengths. Tune into Frame of Mind, Saturdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Be visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. And if you've just tuned in, I'm here with Andrea Adler, author of Pushing Upward. And we're having a wonderful and deep conversation about her incredible novel. And I'd love for you, Andrea, to, to say what you're working on, like what's happening with this book. Uh, well, I'm very honored to say that Hay House has selected this book to be pick of the month for October. So I'm really thrilled about that. I was just interviewed by the book club, and that will be aired on the 19th of October on Hay House Radio. And uh, also, you know, I just love writing. It doesn't matter if it's a fiction, nonfiction, screenplay. Um, and so I was, you know, challenged by wanting and knowing that this needed to be brought to film. Actually, I knew this before the book was written. But I was given, you know, very smart advice to write the book first. Yeah. Oh, and it was God's plan, too, let me tell you. Um, it was very cathartic to mm-hmm. write the book. Good. And so all along, I had been working on the screenplay because I was an actress and I understand the screen and story and character development and dialogue. I started the screenplay years ago. And took it, you know, was able to take it just to a certain level. And my very best friend, uh, Gerald DePago, who is actually Jerry in the book, <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, I approached him and I said, you know, I can only take this so far. And you are a master. He wrote Phenomenon with John Travolta, uh, Message in a Bottle with Kevin Costner, Instinct with Anthony Hopkins, The Forgotten with Julianne Moore. I mean, he knew his stuff, and he's a wonderful person and my dearest friend. Mm. And so he loves the story, and he said, I will co-write this with you. And so he he was able to add this whole other dimension to what I had already written, and we started to collaborate, and it was just in, I mean, there's so much backstory to the story and what happened to me during the development of the film and how I had to not have some of those fabulous scenes that I love so much. Mm. There was just not enough time in a two-hour yeah. film. Yep. He goes, you know, unless you want to make it an epic four-hour film, you can add those scenes. But 
Otherwise, we have to create a story that moves in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. And we also had to develop Emma in a whole three-dimensional way that I wasn't able to do or that Sandra was able to see in the book. Yeah. So that character was fleshed out. And I believe we have two Oscar-winning opportunities here for a 21-year-old and an 80-year-old. Fabulous. So the screenplay is done, and it's been submitted to uh, an agent, and very soon it will be shopped to production companies. However, we already have some directors and producers interested in looking at it. So great. Very, very blessed. Yeah. Well, even the novel, you know, because you do understand how to write in scene-by-scene construction, I can tell. I could already see this novel as a film, and I didn't know you already had a screenplay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, quite a journey. Quite a journey. And tell us about the workshop that you have uh, that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. So this workshop, Pushing Upward, um, yeah, I keep changing the title, but if you go on to holisticpr.com or the Pushing Upward site, you'll read about the new workshop. And it's a combination, really, because for years I've supported the holistic therapeutic community and the cultural creatives. I understand what their needs are in terms of thriving in their business. But there's a lot of business courses out there that don't include how to thrive in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's what Pushing Upward stands for. So I've combined my nonfiction books with the Pushing Upward fiction book to create this workshop on how to thrive in our lives, not just in business, you know, in business and in our lives. And there are principles and there are tools that help us shift and change more pliably and gracefully. And whether, you know, so I've just... Yeah, I've just created this workshop that really I want to combine this to. I also want to speak at colleges because I, I know that there are college students who we, we just can't be thinking about working at a company for the next 40 years anymore. Mm-mm. We have to really understand the entrepreneurial spirit, whether we join a company or not, because at some point we may want to take off with our own ideas and our own products and services, and how do we do that? And I've helped numerous people become very wealthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I offer consultations. A two-hour consultation can literally change someone's life and their business around 180 degrees. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, I'm, yep. It's, it's offering these consultations. It's uh, now presenting this workshop, which uh, I right now have a date of November 3rd. I haven't announced that yet, but if you log on to the Pushing Upward website or the Holistic PR site, click on the newsletter, and you will be notified You know when these up-and-coming events will take place. I'm doing book signings all over. I'm speaking in San Diego at the Women's Wisdom luncheon on October 19th, and then, you know, traveling to Denmark in March, 
So lots of things are happening besides the film moving forward. Wonderful. Um, can you say slower, say your websites in terms of so people can, you know, people tend to listen to the archive show as well if they miss it, but I'd still like you to say them again. So it's Pushing Upward, P-U-S-H-I-N-G dot com, and Holistic, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-P-R dot com. Those Good. Those are my two websites, and please like the Facebook pages and click on to the newsletter. You know, put your name in there, and you will be... Lots of things are... Lots of very exciting things are happening this Above and beyond what I've stated so far, I really want to create a not-for-profit organization or affiliate with one that already exists to bring the elderly and the youth together. Mm. So it's whether it's either working with youth organizations and senior citizen homes in communities because there's just so much to gain by this relationship. And there's no reason for people to feel alone or lonely or isolated when you've got millions of people in a city, in a state. That's right. Within, within blocks, you've got hundreds and hundreds of people who just need to know where to reach out to. Very, very true. Very true. I would love to see that happen. The connection. Yep. Because I've seen it in, pardon? One of my goals, for sure. Good. You know, I've seen it in other cultures, other countries where I've lived. I've seen this, uh, reverence for, uh, elders and the respect for elders. And we have such a, such a, uh, a worship of being young in this culture. And there isn't the respect for the elder elders in our culture that I see in others. So I do feel it's a huge, huge issue um, that needs to be addressed and to bring the two groups together. And if there's um, anybody who's listening to yeah. this uh, radio presentation, if they know of an organization that already exists that I can uh, affiliate with, I'm more than, I don't have to recreate the wheel. No. Nope. I want to help promote this and stimulate this more than it has because I'm going to be speaking about this on TV shows and more radio shows. It's essential. Yeah, no, I agree. I wanted to ask you one question about the workshop. It's in terms of participants, you know, who is it who needs to come to this workshop? Like who ideally are your participants? You know, it could be someone who wants to shift careers. Uh, it could be somebody who is doing really well in business, wants to take it to the next level. It could be someone who is retired but wants to get involved in something but not sure what. Mm-hmm. Where does the passion really lie? And maybe they're confused about next steps. Or it's somebody that's business is doing really well, but their lives suck. Yeah, yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah, I see that all the time, being a therapist. Yeah. So how do we merge this so our lives can thrive, our businesses can thrive, and there's this equanimity that prevails? Wonderful, wonderful. We need to take a break. 
And we'll be right back with Andrea Adler, author of Pushing Upward. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Is there a difference between dream work and intuition? The relationship is closer than you think. These are mutually supportive concepts. When you dream, your intuition serves as a foreshadow of the future and can bring rapid results through dream analysis. Tune in to The Partnership of Intuition and Dreams with your host, Dr. Marcia Emery. Explore this unique relationship and learn to understand how the symbolism of dreams can be clarified. Listen every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866 268 2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the empoweredhealer at comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am so thoroughly enjoying this interview with Andrea Adler, author of Pushing Upward. And if you didn't get to hear it all, you can listen to the archive show by going to my host page anytime you want. And so it's up to you. You can listen to it multiple times because it's so great. So I have Andrea still here with me for one more segment. And Andrea, is there anything you want to say about the novel that I haven't asked that we haven't talked about yet? Well, I do want to talk about the I Ching a little bit more because Great. there are so many books out there that um, are referred to as the I Ching and there are renditions that some are, it's a, it's a study in finding out which edition draws you to it. Um, the quintessential I Ching, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm not promoting them, I don't make any money talking about them, believe yep. me, yep. Um, is the one written uh, by Wilhelm Baines. Mm-hmm. And Wilhelm uh, translated the initial book from Chinese to German and Baines from German to English. 
Mm-hmm. And to me, even though it's a bit sexist and it has these connotations, very male-oriented, it's an inc- the layers of metaphor that take place in this book are profound. Great. But not everybody is drawn to it. So I recommend going onto the website, pushingupward.com, mm-hmm. and I have a list of different I Ching interpretations. And then you can just go to the library or go to a bookstore and just see which one you resonate with. And to not throw it with every single question that you have, mm-hmm. but to find those times in your life where you're really at a precipice or you really want to make sure timing is right. Mm-hmm the coins. And if anyone wants to have a, an I Ching reading, I've been doing that lately, which is a lot of fun for me. Wow. So they I love that. Website or give me a call or send me an email, Andrea at holisticpr.com or Andrea at pushingupward.com. Wonderful. I may be calling for that because I've never had an I Ching reading. Oh, it's really fun. It sounds like it. Yeah. I'm in, I'm intrigued by it because all the way through the book, you know, Sandra, um, if you're just tuning in, this is, this is pushing upward and the main character, Sandra Billings, uses the divination tool of the I Ching at very pivotal times in her life when she needs some answers or direction of what to do next. And so this is why we're talking about this, and it's uh, what Sandra does. She throws the coins and asks a question uh, when she's at a crossroads or she's trying to figure out what to choose. And it's a very sensitive book. It knows when you're taking advantage of it, and it will fool you and give you wrong answers or make you very confused. It's, it's an amazing breathing oracle. That's all I can say. You know, when you use the word oracle for the first time, you know, I studied classical literature. It really reminds me of the oracle at Delphi in Greece because so many times leaders went and asked the oracle and they were said, you know, they were told things like, you know, a great leader will win in battle today. And then they went off and they were, were killed and the other person won the battle. That's what it reminds me of. Well, yeah, and, and what's so cool is that, you know, in the film, we have to bring the oracle to life. It's like, how do you do that? I was really upset because the oracle for me was all about the unseen. And it was explained to me by Jerry that this is a visual medium, and we have to see this character. I said, but we can't make it funny, you know, can't make it comical. It's not about an animation how do we make it profound mm. with a sense of humor? That's tough. And I think that is the quintessential message for me, for, for Sandra, for the readers, is how do we live with one foot on God, one foot on the world, keep our balance and our sense of humor? Yes, I, it's so true. And, um, you know, Sandra so many times take herself, takes herself so seriously. And, and, and Emma is telling her she complains all the time and, you know, wants her to lighten up and so on and so on. And, um, there is, are so many humorous passages in the book as well. And I love her sense of humor and I love how she can laugh at herself and her relationship with Rachel. 
So, um, so those of you who like a book that also is funny, um, this is the book for you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So anything else? We have a, you know, a couple more minutes. Um, you know, I also love the whole, all the synchronicity in the book and following one's intuition. It seems to me that that was also a theme that, um, you know, Sandra, you know, there's this, there's this little window that opens or a little door and then, all, and she has to walk through and meet this person. So I don't know if you want to speak about that a bit. Well, I, you know, I think I, I, if you don't mind, like to talk about the different demographics that this book reaches. Oh, sure. That'd be fine. And that, you know, it does strike a chord with a very broad audience. And there is, I believe, this zeitgeist that is going on with this book because of the timeliness of it and pieces that are coming together with China mm-hmm. and our appreciation of its oldest divination books. Mm-hmm. And how for years, you know, they would not pay any attention to their history. And so this is coming up and saying, look, you know, this is something to be honored about your culture. Mm -hmm. So there's that. There's, you know, for the elderly, it confirms their usefulness and reminds us of their importance and wisdom. And for the 30s and 40s and 50-year-olds, It becomes a reminder and a catalyst for processing their young adult. And for teens and 20-year-olds who, once again, strive for independence, trying to digest their lives at full throttle, battling to maintain a sense of peace in the midst of their mayhem, I think pushing upward will become a very powerful mirror for them. So I say pushing upward is not a bra, it's a state of mind. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love that that uh, phrase that you have. I think it's also on the website. Um, no, it's not. It's a, is a state of mind, and this book really is for everyone. And I felt that when I was reading it, it took me through several parts of my life as I was reading it. And you know, I'm not Sandra's age, and I'm not Emma's age. I'm somewhere in between, and I could still uh, understand what each of them uh, was going through. Because you've been there on some level, you haven't reached that elderly 80-year-old state, but you know it's coming. Yep. And so even for 18-year-olds and 16-year-olds, they want to know what it's going to be like at 21 and what they should pay attention to and not pay attention to and how to create that balance in their lives. I mean, we always want to know the crystal ball. Yep. We do. Very and true. I loved what um, Alan Cahill showed Sandra when he said there are circles that come together for certain periods of time. Mm-hmm. People, situations, and sometimes these circles click and sometimes they don't. And sometimes they stay together for long periods of time, short periods of time, marriages. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so it's just to be cognizant of our own patterns, our own energy. And that's why we need to connect with Source. I don't think there's been a more important time in history to have that connection to some spiritual practice. 
I agree with you so much. So much. That's right. Without that, we can be thrown off balance so easily. It's very, very true. Whether it's chanting, whether it's sitting with a group of people, it doesn't matter what, you know, sect or uh, ashram or, you know, what it is. It's just, do you feel a connection with these people? That's right. It's so important. And our show is coming to a close, Andrea. I could have talked to you for hours longer, but I need to say adieu, bye for now. I hope to talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you so much. It was a full meal for me. Wonderful. I'm glad that you are satisfied. Thank you, dear. Uh-huh. So, and thank all of you for listening today. Next week, I am doing my own show called The Real Miracle about taming our egos and listening instead to our higher selves. Until then, this is Dr. Susan Allison wishing you a transformative week. Thank you again for listening to the Empowered Healer Show. Please join your host, Dr. Susan Allison, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Until then, have an empowering and fulfilling week.